May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Gook Audio Podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. Uh, so today we've got another outtake from Zen is right now. More teaching stories and anecdote of Shunyu Suzuki. So here we go. I remember a woman coming in right in the middle of a session lecture, ringing a bell. She got up on the altar and said, no longer is it necessary for you to sit. Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll all be saved. And Suzuki said, Very interesting, but can you survive? She got quiet and sat down. Hmm. I don't remember who told this story, but I know who the woman with the bell was. She also came in one time ringing a bell and said she would now be the guru. Incidentally, she was never kicked out or told to leave or anything. Uh, she came in naked to the Zendo at Tassahara. She was a student there. Every once in a while, she'd just sort of flip out. She came in totally naked while we were having service and walked in among us. <laughs> and she sat right down on the altar in the middle. And nobody sits in the middle the doshi or person leading the service will stand in front of the altar to do the service, but will then to sit, will go to the side to sit in their seat. But she sat right there naked on a safu when the service was over and started giving a lecture. And then Peter Schneider, who was there, he was on the altar on the right. Maybe he was head monk at that time. No, it was before he was head monk. Mm. Anyway, he was like a, a senior student. And um, after she'd said, if, you know, a little bit, a couple of sentences, he said, okay, thank you, Evelyn. That will be enough. <laughs> yes, now you know her name. Um and somebody was doing a podcast with somebody recently, and they mentioned her at Green Gulch later on. I thought, wow, I forgot about that. She's the first person I met who was with Zen Center. And it's before I was sitting there. I went over there. Somebody gave me an address to go get some pot. And uh, I, had, I was, uh, you know, uh, new to San Francisco. It was in my first few months there. And we stood on the, it was on Bush Street across the street from the Zen Center and uphill a little bit. And, uh, you know, I was talking to her and uh, she was telling me about her life. She came from down at Loma Linda where all the Seventh-day Adventists are. And uh, she was married to a dentist in a very square life, uh, very wholesome. You know, they're, they're uh, vegetarians. They're very strict vegetarians. I remember hearing on a talk show once, uh, they were talking about uh, where the 
there were pockets of people that lived longer in America. And they said, well, there's one down here in Loma Linda where people live a lot longer than most other people in America. So I don't know why there's a lot of fast food places going, you know, on the freeway there. Well, that's because the Seventh-day Adventists are not eating at them. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, and then she left her husband, ran off, and became a biker chick. And she said she had sex with all the all the bikers and did everything that a biker chick does. And somehow she ended up practicing a Zen Center. And she, she, she told me this story when I first met her, and she pointed over there to the Zen Center, so Koji, the, the old synagogue, uh, Emmanuel, it was called, built in 1895, and said, that's the Zen Center over there. I go over there and practice Zazen. I went, oh, that's interesting. And uh, they said, yeah, I'd like to do something like that. And later, when I wanted to check out if there was anything Zen, I'd forgotten about that, and I got it out of the phone book and took a bus there. It was only later I remembered, oh, yeah, that woman, right. And then later I met her, you know, when we were practicing there, and then it tells her. And, um, yeah, I remember she had, she'd fixate on teachers. She fixated on Kobunchino. And uh, <laughs> that, uh, well, that's another story. She fixated on Katagiri, and Katagiri knew how to handle it. And she rejected Suzuki because he wouldn't play ball with her, you know. So she fixated on Katagiri, and he probably did not live up to whatever she wanted from who she fixated on. Uh, but uh, anyway, she'd get over these things, and she was still around. I, I don't know what happened to her. Um, hmm. Anyway, you know where Evelyn is. Let me know. She was older than me, and I'm 77, so uh, she'd be in her 80s now. Hmm. Uh, we had a lot of characters around then, and Zen Center was very tolerant and open. People were stiff you know, and uptight about Zen and stuff. Some people, you know, and they were trying hard, you know. They were new. Uh, and, uh, but overall, the Zen Center was a, a very understanding, open place. And uh, so let's go back to this thing, she says. Uh, Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll all be saved. Right while Suzuki's giving a lecture, and he just says, very interesting, but can you survive? Well, I'm not sure what he means by that. Uh, I, I guess he put it in terms he felt would get to her. That's It's interesting wording. But anyway, it worked. Uh, I guess he was used to dealing with her. There were other things that happened. I remember uh, Neville Warwick, a jury, uh, uh, interrupted him in a lecture. Now, this is before I came. And also this thing with Evelyn, it happened in the city. I was at Tassar in the time, at the time. I, I heard about it. Neville Warwick, Dr. Ajari, who, he used to go to Suzuki's lectures and sit at Zen Center. He wanted to be ordained as a priest. 
their answers to keep, you know, they wouldn't do it. Because uh, Warbrook was on his own trip. And he'd interrupt Suzuki in lectures. Suzuki got fed up and pointed his finger at Warwick. And I don't know what he said, shut up or something. But the person who told me, I think it might have been Silas Hoadley, said Warwick was sitting behind him. And he said when Suzuki pointed his finger and did that, it was like a force pushing him back. And... uh Warwick, it didn't say anything more. He left and didn't come back, I think, is what happened. Every once in a while, Suzuki would have to deal with one of those things. Oh, yeah, and Lou Richmond tells this great story about the... the, <laughs> uh, uh, the what was it that that guy did? Uh, uh, I think he kept pretending to blow out the candle while... Suzuki was talking, and when Suzuki finished his lecture, he turned around and blew out the candle and laughed walking out, something like that. But he let the guy keep doing it because he wasn't making noise, but he was acting weird. We allow people to act weird. Hale Hazelwood, he got into a trip where he put on his work clothes for Zodzin and his robes for uh, work. <laughs> He'd stand up on the hillside. We just let him do it. It was it was very tolerant. Anyway, pardon me for going on. It just it makes me think of that and uh, those times. There were so many crazy people around in the 60s and stuff and so many characters. And some of them admirably different and strong in different ways. It was a powerful time then. Okay. Thank you. Pardon me. This has been a Kuk Audio Podcast. I'm DC Booba of Kuk Audio and Kuk Archives coming to you from Sleepy Sanur with Doggett Bandita Filankuchita and dear lovely Katrinka. We're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. Mm-hmm.